the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, and welcoming back Ed Diaz of Movement Mortgage. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. Those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, two with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Again, we want to make a, a mention to our friends at uh, High Tech Screens and Shades. Uh, they do shades, awnings, retractable screens. Um, call, call Rick at 415-328-4613. I have him at my house. He's done a phenomenal job. And today's trivia theme is just random trivia. Random Mark, trivia, random, the hard stuff. The hard stuff, yeah. We're going to surprise everybody. Uh, Mark, you got something from Lending Home? Well, I got some. I, I want to start the show. Uh, guys, hey, welcome, everyone. Going uh, to do a little bit of a real estate show today. We've got uh, Ed Diaz of uh, Movement Mortgage. we got uh, myself, Pacific Private Money, uh, a regional marketplace lender or private money lender. And, of course, Edward comes from a real estate background. But, uh, you know, technology is looking to disrupt the real estate industry, and of course, we even had Snapchat, which is not real estate, but my daughter's all over that one. They, had, you know, they had an IPO recently, and uh, you know, tech is always in the news these days. And um, in fact, uh, the term marketplace lender has only recently uh, been coined. In fact, I think it was attributed to the founder of Lending Club, uh, and uh, uh, so I, I actually kind of like that marketplace lender. It sounds much better than you know private lender or hard money lender. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to. I brought in an article today that I actually found this week in the paper. Um, there's a company, one of the first uh, marketplace lenders uh, in in the real estate lending market space is Lending Home, based right here in San Francisco. And I saw a headline here that says, Lending Home targets the consumer market with loans for first-time home buyers. And why that's news is because virtually all of these so-called marketplace or fintech lenders that have popped up over the last couple of years, uh, as well as most of the existing uh, private money real estate lenders uh, in California uh, only will make you a loan on a property that's non-owner occupied. It's like 98% of everyone in the business will only do business purpose or investment purpose lending. They won't lend on your primary residence. And the reason is? Well, the reason is is because of all of the new Dodd-Frank regulations that came out. First of all, there's new licensing requirements. They call it the NMLS license, which is an additional to your real estate license or your uh, California finance lender's license. Uh, then you have additional disclosures. You have to have uh, you have to um, buy the software that allows you to do the disclosures. There's all these requirements. We've talked about TRID on this show, which is uh, stands for 
Tilla Respa something in integrated integra- disclosure. Yeah, just you know, an, an an ugly word for an ugly uh, disclosure situation <laughs> for anybody in mortgage lending. Uh, we rue the day that was passed a year ago. Um, but it's just it. So it's it's costlier. It requires licensing. It requires um, underwriting procedures. And and people in the private lending and marketplace lending industry, they they're just not designed to. Uh, to, to compete in that market space. So they've really left that market space to the conventional uh, loan originator and the banks. And so this is really news that, that Lending Home now is looking to jump into that. And the reason they are is because of how incredibly competitive it's gotten in the space for fix and flip lending. It's really what we're talking about uh, in, in um in the single-family uh, residential market, non-owner-occupied really means you know guys that are buying either uh, properties to hold for rental property or properties to remodel and flip for for resale, and that's the market that uh, all these companies have been targeting for years. So if you're in that, if you're a real estate investor here in the Bay Area or in California, I mean the great news is that you can pick up the phone and dial any number of of uh, uh, companies, and you can get you know what historically are really good rates, uh, okay. as low as the 8%, 9% versus the 10%, 11 12%. So um, now one might ask, well, gee, Mark, you know, you, you, at Pacific Private Money, you, you've been doing these, uh, you've, you've been targeting that niche of making consumer loans uh, to owner-occupied. Are you nervous about that? And my response is no. I, I love the guys at Lending Home, but I know that they're, they're a large company and growing and looking to scale uh, nationwide. And you know, again, I don't think that they're going to be able to compete on the speed. That's really the number one thing that that we bring to the market space is that if you've got a, a, a if you're a realtor or a mortgage broker and you're working on a transaction for a client, and oftentimes what what sometimes happens is you run out of time and the contract cannot be extended. The seller refuses to extend. Uh, or maybe there's some glitch that comes up in reserves or credit or something that causes an additional delay. Uh, and But yet the, so, the, the client really wants the property. So, so you, these larger companies still have to probably have uh, a certain number of levels of approval. It's I, not going to be just four guys sitting around deciding well, if it's a good deal. It's right? interesting that, um, you know, that... Uh, Again, these guys are you know, lending home and companies like uh, them are looking to disrupt mortgage origination. And I just want to pivot real quickly because one of, one of the things that says in this article is um, it says here, Lending Home's new home financing product will allow consumers looking to buy a home to get a rate estimate and apply online without having to fill out any physical paperwork or go through the hassles associated with using an offline lender. And I've got one more quote from here that I want to get Ed's input on here. It says, the idea is to bring a new level of transparency to a pretty antiquated industry. Um, They believe that uh, by moving the process online, Lending Home will be able to make things much more efficient. And I'm not sure. You know, it all sounds great. Let's disrupt mortgage and and cut out that uh, that inefficient inefficient, uh, uh, middleman. But... um, Ed, are, are you nervous about losing business to these guys? Uh, Ed, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ed, we're gonna, when we come back from a break, I want you to answer that question, okay? So keep that on I'm the ready. tip of your tongue there. Okay, here we're going to go to our first commercial break here. How many elevators does the Empire State Building have? Ooh. How many elevators? All right. And uh, the first caller with the correct answer is going to win that free tanning certificate. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. It's going to be right back. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here, along with Mark Hunt and Ed Diaz. First commercial uh, trivia question was, how many elevators does the Empire State Building have? You know, I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was some, like, sick number. It's like yeah. 75 or something. Oh, very oh, wow. close. 73. 73? 73 <laughs> elevators. I mean, that, isn't that amazing? I'm thinking about building a home with 74. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That. Bigger Let's than the Empire State Building. Okay. So wanna make a, let's make a quick mention here for uh, a getaway to the wine country is the perfect way to relax this winter. The Glen Ellen Inn Oyster Grill and Martini Bar is the perfect place for a romantic meal for party uh, with friends and family. And I've eaten there, and its food is I've excellent. I've been there, too. It's Isn't awesome. it good? All right. So check them out at com. So, Mark, you want to rephrase your question again for Mark? So we were talking Ed? in the first segment about how a lot of uh, new technology-based lenders have sprouted up in the last couple of years. And Lending Home, uh, based here in San Francisco, was one of them. And they announced this week that they are now going to target the consumer uh, real estate lending marketplace, where before they were uh, limited to lending to only to non-owner occupied and business purpose, business and investment purpose types of loans. Uh, and the article, among other things, said that uh, that their goal is to allow. Uh, consumers to uh, fill out an application without the hassles associated with working uh, with an offline loan officer, um, basically a conventional, you know, a live, a live person. And so I, I pose the question to Ed, are, are you nervous that companies like Lending Home are going to um, significantly disrupt uh, the conventional mortgage market? Yeah, I haven't left my office in a month. I'm so scared. <laughs> so uh, help me. Anybody wants to have coffee with me, please? Come get me. I'm in San Francisco. So the answer is no. And he, so he, here's how this works. We've all probably heard of the rocket mortgage, right? And yeah. which is Quicken Loans. Right. And the truth is that the industry is going that direction. Why? Because there's this perception that all things now that are great mm. are internet based. Right. Good point. Now. In the front end, I do think it's a benefit for those who can turn on a computer and they can navigate. I think that is a great thing. But by no means, what they don't tell you is that just because you start out alone online doesn't mean you're done. There are going to be other layers. Once the underwriter looks at it, they're going to ask you for more physical paperwork. They're not going to say that in the commercial, of course, because yeah. then it kind of almost, it's emotionally counterintuitive, so they're not going to do that because it would kill their rocket, right? The rocket yeah, will yeah, never yeah. launch. Yeah. Uh, we have what's called an easy app ourselves, and it is a front engine, and it's great to do all the initial stuff initial that where stuff, we yeah. can look at it, but the underwriter is going to scrub it, and they're going to say, you know what? Your pay stub, when you uploaded it, came in sideways we need you to uh, send us a new one well you know you know that reminds me of is um the same thing because you know i've I've sold life insurance for 30 something years and when the internet first came out there was the idea of these insurance companies that basically said hey we we don't need agents anymore we're just going to go ahead and and just have people do it online well the same thing you know oh i had uh, i went to see the doctor and i had this issue or that issue so it's uh, it's the underwriting that's still going to have to happen and, and on the front end, too, and here's the other part I'll say to, uh, to your point here is that you're never going to get advice based on going online and filling an application. How do you structure this loan? Do you, is a 30-year fix really the best loan for you? Yeah. Or should you go with a seven-year adjustable because you know for a fact you're going to be moving in five to seven years 
because you're going to relocate because maybe your job said that that's that's the plan for you, yeah. right? So again, it's not one size shoe fits all. And I think relying a hundred percent on the internet or these online applications is is really not realistic. Well, I I understand that it's it's a great sounding it's a great great soundbite for someone to say, let's start a company and disrupt the mortgage and real estate marketplace. Of course, it's it's based on uh, you know. It's based on a, a, a methodology of buying and selling that hasn't really changed a whole lot, other than now you can you can sign online through companies like DocuSign, et cetera. But it's you know not a whole lot. It, it is antiquated, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. Buying a home and getting a mortgage are probably the two most significant transactions you're, you're ever yeah. going to do in your entire life. And thinking that you can disrupt that and just do it online, that's just, that's, that's silly. Well, and the last thing I want to say about this is that, okay, so that's the front end. But what if you have a weak back end? And here's what I mean. Wait a minute. You can fill- Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it clean. Okay, we're keeping it clean. Uh, I have a three-year-old. Yeah. Hi, Devin. Yeah. I was just joking. And what I mean by that is you can fill out everything and go online. But if your personnel behind the scenes, meaning your underwriters, don't have a structure and can't really fulfill speed, mm-hmm. then how good is the front end really in good, reality? Good point. Plus, there's sometimes where the mortgage broker is going to have to do some explaining of certain types of things to the underwriter to get it through. Yes. It's I'm never waiting, that I'm waiting, black for, I'm waiting for them to do like heart surgery online. Really? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking of the same thing. Yeah. See, I don't, have to, I don't have to go to the I hospital. I love how we think alike. Exactly. Yeah. The next thing I have is a short article here that says that uh, home flipping uh, nationwide is at a 10-year high. Well, but then you have to read the article to go, okay, well, 193,000 homes were flipped in the U.S. And they, they define a flip as it was sold with twice within a 12-month period. Um, hmm. But if you go back 10 years ago, well... There was a two hundred and seventy-six thousand homes flipped in two thousand and six. So I don't think wow. we're so so <laughs> to indicate that somehow again home flipping is is wild and crazy. You kind of kind of have to read between. Well, what the lines was there. it in like two thousand twelve? Because that seemed to two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen seemed to be pretty good for flipping houses. Do they have any f- statistics on that? Well, I didn't bring. Oh, oh okay. yes, I no yeah, actually I did. It, I did. Um, um, Actually, the number has been fairly steady uh, in the high 100, just just under 200,000 homes nationwide on an annual basis. But you know what? I kind of question these because I don't know that they actually have good data. Um, I'm wondering where they pull that out of because then they went granular and started talking about city by city. And I was looking at some of the numbers there, and I think there were more than five homes flipped in Los Angeles in the last year. So Uh, they only had five in there. (laughs) Well, it it was a particular zip code, so it wasn't quite all LA. Or maybe it took them. Thirteen months to fix it up, and so that yeah. The, bottom line is, you'll fix and flip it. Or maybe they're talking articles. about flipping burgers. That's <laughs> it. Right? That's yeah. what the metric. Well, I saw a picture of a of a of a fast food restaurant that had a, a robot that was flipping burgers. So they're displacing uh, uh, human human burger flippers. There, I say we do mortgages or we do flipping burgers online. Okay, you just have to be careful with some of the news that you get nowadays. Uh, whether it's the newspaper or the internet uh, blog post that you're reading, you actually have to kind of read between the lines and then look at their graphs and where they're getting their data. So so the idea that uh, um, that we're flipping more homes today than any time in the last 10 years, I think that's a little bit misleading, especially if you're an investor out there looking for homes to flip. You know how hard it is right now to find 
good deals that you can buy at a price low enough to where you could actually yeah. remodel that sucker, turn around and sell it, and actually make a profit worth your time and well, risk. Especially in the Bay Area. Well, especially San Francisco. Look, oh, people yeah. are 10, are 10 uh, 39 out of... Uh, 1031? Or 1031, or 10, I'm sorry. Yeah. 1031 out of San Francisco and going to Sacramento. You're not seeing a lot of flips in San Francisco. Gotcha. Now, last but not least here, we got uh, more home sales were failing to close. So nationwide, huh. the home the fa- the the failure to close rate has doubled from right around two percent to four percent. But that's nationwide. In the in California, the major cities are uh, dropping out. They have a ten percent dropout rate. And that's pretty high. That is pretty high, yeah, and they they attribute that yeah. to well two things. One. Um, home prices are really high, and so buyers are having a hard t- harder time qualifying. Um, and uh, obviously, thanks to Dodd Frank and and the difficulties and new regulations around mortgage lending. So again, another reason why alternative lenders like Pacific Private Money are still smiling. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to cut to another commercial break. When we come back, we've got some emails here. One uh, for Ed uh, has to talk that talks about down payments, and Mark's going to ask answer the question about what's the difference between a REIT and a mortgage pool. Could be interesting could be interesting all right uh what year was the first super bowl played Mm. all right that's pretty easy one call 888 you maybe (laughs) call mr sport mr sport yeah (laughs) there you go 888-912-1190 answer that question and by the way check out our friends at 101 surf sports located in san rafael do you, you guys ever done paddle boarding Yes. Good for the core, man. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Check them out. uh, 101surfsports.com or 415-524-8492. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt and Ed Diaz. Second trivia question, what year was the first Super Bowl played? Okay, I'm gonna, I think I know this because it's the year before I was born, 1967. That's correct. Nice. Very good. You just told us how the old you summer were, of too. love. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> and the see, first I Super gave Bowl. myself away. Yeah, yes, I did yes, it for did. trivia, everyone. Hey, guys, really quickly, uh, what do you do if your child cannot hear or speak? Where do you go? The Weingarten Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children with hearing and communication challenges. They're also having this awesome golf tournament Monday, April 17th at the Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo. Lunch, golf, and dinner included. Check them out at listenspeaklearn.org. All right, so we got some emails here. Uh, Mark, we're going to start off with you here. Sure. It says, What's the difference between investing in a REIT versus a mortgage pool fund? Aha. Well, Edward, I'm going to engage you for a little help on this because I know you really, you know a lot about REITs. You've got personal experience with them. I'm going to talk a little bit about a mortgage pool fund. I'm going to start by saying um, just very simply. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you, let me say the REITs and then you can tell me the difference. Ah, got it. That might be a good way of doing it. Okay. So a REIT is supposed to pay out 95% of its net income, which sounds really good. But here's a big question for you. What's the definition of definition of net income? What happens if uh, there's a bunch of expenses? Yeah, we had to go to Hawaii for a 10-day trip, and, and we had to send out all these business gifts to yeah, all of Ferrari our friends and family. Fund. Or the Ferrari fund. So 
one could diminish that income quite a bit and then go, oh, yeah, now we're going to pay out 95%. So when you buy a share in REIT, is it like a stock? Is it like buying stock or similar yes. to buying stock? So it, generally, the public ones will trade like a stock. Sure. Is it not unusual for the price of that share of that REIT to go down? Uh, it is not unusual. Got they, it. it fluctuates just like a stock. Okay. Could go up, could go down. So the good part about a REIT versus a mortgage pool fund is its liquidity, meaning you can buy it, and then if you need the cash, you can sell it, and there's typically a market for it. Typically, but not always. Hmm. Right. Got it. So a mortgage pool fund, mortgage pool funds are not liquid, generally speaking. They're not designed to be liquid. Some are more liquid than others and can pay you back. Uh, uh, and redeem your shares should you uh, request that. But uh, most of their offering uh, circulars are written in such a way that they're not obligated to, uh, particularly if they're not liquid, particularly if loans are, uh, if their entire portfolio is lent out and they're not getting repayments uh, or they don't have the, the capital to pay you back. So, so mortgage pool funds um, are designed really to produce a, a steady high yield, and they're also designed not to lose principal. Now, that's not to say that they don't, because anyone who invested in a mortgage pool fund in 2005 or six, uh, or in the early to mid-2000s and was holding it when the market crashed, many of those shares did go down. Now, Pacific Private Money, we have a mortgage pool fund called the Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, which we specialize in making short-term real estate bridge loans, and we lend in such a manner, being mindful of what happened to mortgage pool funds in 2007 and eight and nine, uh, we, we're mindful of the loan to value, so we tend to lend at 70% loan to value, and we also are mindful of not making long-term loans, so when the next market cycle hits and values do decline, we intend to be in a position where we have made loans on properties where we have enough protective equity, at least 30% or more, so that we can with, withstand uh, the, the you know, impending decline in, in value. But kind of getting back to the, you know, the, the REITs versus mortgage pool funds, there's really no reason. I mean, if you're a believer in real estate, there's no reason why you shouldn't investigate both. That's sure. really the key. And there's a lot more information out there about REITs than there are on mortgage pool funds. And in fact, if you ask people about mortgage pool funds, you're likely to hear more people tell you how they lost money in a mortgage pool fund when the market corrected in 2007 and 2008 uh, than you are to hear them say, I'm invested right now in this really great fund. Um, and that's really a shame because uh, we believe here at The Best of Investing that mortgage pool funds are one of the best kept secrets in investing today. At the Pacific uh, Private Money Fund, we've been paying, uh, well, we're just under uh, 8% right now. We're at about 75 for January. Last year to date, uh, the entire year, we had a distributed yield of 7.8. Um, so we, we're, we're pretty cert, uh, um, confident in that we're going to continue to produce yields in the fund in the mid to high 7% range. And this is an unleveraged fund, so we're not taking uh, any um, unnecessary risk with the portfolio in here. And we're very mindful of, again, short-term loans. And I think most mortgage pool funds uh, that I'm familiar with in California, uh, many of the, at least many of them do, uh, like us, uh, focus on short-term lending. So the good news about that is that um, the short-term notes help uh, to be a hedge against a declining market because exactly. right because if you're doing 12 month loans you know what you know what people what many people forget about the last market downturn is that it took about 
three plus years to happen. Yeah, I mean, so you would have been out of your loan right. before then. Yeah. So it started, we, we peaked at about in 2007, and the trough was like 2011. So it was roughly a three to four year decline. Yeah. What prop, what type of properties does a REIT normally invest in? Well, or is could, there a it, normal? Well, it could be uh, a you know could be commercial property. They could own it versus being a mortgage REIT. They could be you know owning shopping centers. Uh, generally speaking, they're not going to own single family dwellings. But that that to me the big key with Mark's fund is the fact that it is short term. So you'll yeah. you don't have this big interest rate risk. Uh, you also don't have a big declining market risk. And you want to look for diversity too. Like for example, our twenty five million dollar fund has seventy five loans. So there's a diversification there where it's not unusual for a REIT to have a sh- small number of very big commercial buildings. Sure. Well, also being unleveraged. I mean, I, I just got a report from a competitor of Pacific Private Money, and it was a leveraged REIT, and they were paying under six. Uh, excuse me, under seven percent. So Mark wow. is being more conservative, and he's paying better. And I don't know specifically it's be- if it's because the loans that this other company is getting are a different, you know, in a different market. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see every every loan that they have, or if their expenses are too high. Um, you know, not sure whether the specific reason. And these are usually highly vetted loans, right, Mark? Yes. Yes. Well, again, we're very holistic. I mean, uh, you know, Pacific Private Money, uh, we, we call ourselves a regional marketplace lender that specializes in short-term bridge loans. He says and no a lot, though. We do say no a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Hence the vetting. We're, yeah, exactly. Hence the vetting, right. hence the holistic process. We're looking at the entire, you know, borrower situation, uh, the property, the borrower, the story. We look at it, We look at everything. And so, anyway, for more information, contact Pacific Private Money. In fact, just go to our website. That's the easiest way to find out all about us and our phone number and contact information, email, et cetera, PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. When we come back, uh, Ed Diaz is going to a- answer the question about uh, the myths about down payments. It ought to be very interesting. All right. So uh, in the third trivia question, cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am, is a Latin phrase by which philosopher? Okay. You probably have heard this, the, the name of this guy. All right. I assume it's a guy. Uh, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Ed Diaz. Uh, Cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am, is a Latin phrase by which philosopher? Would that be Descartes? Yes, Rene Descartes. Descartes. <laughs> Very good. That's Mark. how we say it in Latin America. I thought that was pretty hard, but he got a pretty good one there. I'm uh, impressed. Quick mention here for the Yosemite Gold Country Lodge. You know, Yosemite, that's a good place to go during the summertime. It's been called a hidden gem and a beautiful place and a great place with down-home country charm. Check them out at 209-878-3400 or go to ygclodge.com. They'll even give you a complimentary Wi-Fi and take advantage of their spa tub and complimentary continental breakfast. Not bad. Okay. So, Ed, we have a, a, not a trivia question, but an email here. And it's somebody who writes in kind of a long email, so I'll, yeah. I'll kind of shorten it. Basically, can cool. you please clear up some myths about down payments and what options are available? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a robust one. So, down payments are usually based on the loan amount that you're going to take out. So, let me just tear it really quickly. 
So the myth has been, and I get a lot of these questions, like, is it true that you can only buy a house with 20% down? The answer is no. So let me dispel that right away. In the Bay Area, we all know this is high-priced area. So the tiers I'm going to give you may or may not apply to wherever the listeners are at right now or if they're in the immediate Bay Area. So up to a loan amount of 424100 you can put as little as 3% down. And that is a non-FHA, Federal Housing Administration loan, right? That would be a conventional loan. With uh, FHA, which is the Federal Housing Administration, which, by the way, is not a government loan. It's government insured, which makes the loan a little bit more lenient when it comes to requirements. You can go 3.5% all the way to $636,150 in the higher priced areas, right? And it depends on your county uh, of where you're going to be buying. Then we get into any loan amounts that are greater than 636150 are considered to be jumbo loans. And we have a product that's going to be coming out, not here yet, but coming to a theater near you here, uh, 5% down oh, uh, wow. minimum. Yeah, but right now we will do 10% all the way to 850000 15% to a million, and then any loan amount greater than a million would be 20% down. Wow. So there you go. Okay. That was actually very, uh, very clear. Thank you very much. I don't have any more questions on it now. <laughs> okay, so I have a trivia question for you. Yeah. Did you know that the eyes of an ostrich at birth are bigger than their brain? What? That explains a lot. Doesn't it? <laughs> it explains a lot about my personality, I think, yeah. more so than anything. <laughs> well, since, okay. since we're with random trivia, I brought something yes. here today that I thought was, was uh, interesting. For the first time ever, soda surrenders to water as the most popular drink in the United States. Wow. Wow. Now, before you start feeling sorry for Pepsi and Coke, yeah. between Pepsi, Coca-Cola, and Nestle, they sell 50% of bottled water in the United States. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, because they're selling it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the funny thing is it's, uh, water's more expensive than gas. It is. On a per right. dollar, you know. Well, and, uh, and I don't want to be guilty of libel or slander, whichever one it is. But uh-huh. uh, And I won't name them, but the ones I just named, the big soda guys, you know, they've always been accused. You know, when you when you buy their water, I, I, you read these reports that it's it's just tap water. There's yeah, nothing but, like yeah, special yeah, garden about hose. It. It's just running <laughs> yeah. through the gar- carbon uh, The only filters. thing that changes is their bottle and logo. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah but, right. And the taste, though. I mean, I, I don't like. And like, they may or may to, not filter it. <laughs> well, you go to Orange County, you, you fly oh, into yeah. Santa. It's awful. I know. It's, it's That's because there's a guy in the back with a sock. He's going, here, hold on, I'm not done filtering it yet. (laughs) All right, Mark, do you have a deal of the week for us? I I do. Well, um, we continue to see a a surge, particularly now. It's funny, when uh, just before the show, uh, Ed Ed and I were talking about how how February was so quiet in most uh, real estate mortgage offices and at Pacific Private Money, we were you know, wondering when the phones would start ringing again. And of course, the weather had a lot to do with it. I mean, it just rained almost every day in the month oh, of February. And it's, it's funny, they're saying we're on, you know, we're on par for a record rainfall year since recorded time, 122 years. So that had a lot to do with uh, people not, you know, going to open houses and putting mm. offers in and calling us, uh, calling uh, Edward, or, uh, calling Ed, or calling Mark uh, for for a loan. Uh, but guess what? Last couple of weeks, we're you know, it's uh, we're now in the second week of March. It's just on fire again. So we're getting a lot of uh, inquiries from people who want to make aggressive uh, all cash offers, but they don't have all cash. So the next best thing is to go for a uh, a very quick to fund uh, private money loan from a company like. Pacific private money. But that's actually not the loan I want to talk about, because I also want to talk about uh, an area of financing that is probably 
um, a very small percentage of loan volume and loan demand out there. But we got a call uh, in the last couple of weeks from a, a person who is representing a family, an aging husband and wife with no children. And the husband has dementia and the wife is suffering from extensive Parkinson's related um, uh, issues. And uh, both the husband and wife are actually represented by uh, separate um, uh, people for um, I think I think the wife ha- is represented by her sister and and but there's a special fiduciary that got appointed for the husband anyway they uh, they are tasked with trying to find a lending source or borrowing source in their case to tap the equity in their home and thanks or no thanks to the new Dodd Frank related regulations that have been passed down to prevent predatory lending practices, that type of loan now is really, really difficult to find a company who will do the loan. Uh, so in, in, uh, to, to phrase it another way, it's a family, regardless of their medical condition, it's just a family who lives in a home that's worth more than a million dollars. They have a very small existing first on it. They want to tap the equity in their home to take care of their health needs. They've got medical bills that are piling up that they cannot pay. They have living expenses that they don't have the money coming in. What can they do? They don't have children to take care of them, and they don't want to sell the home right now. They want to wait. And they also uh, don't want to do a reverse mortgage. Right. Well, they, they've already tried, and they don't qualify. And again, I don't have oh, the details why, no, but they cannot. They're probably not 62, that's why. They can't get a reverse oh, good, mortgage. Good so, yeah. so they've come to Pacific Private Money to say, hey, can you make us an equity loan? And now we're we're working with this family because we take the position that this is a loan they need. It's a loan they want. They're being supported by um, by professionals who are advising them. They have an attorney, and you know we can make the loan, but we do we we are. And we haven't made the loan yet. We're considering it strongly. I like the story. I'd like to make the loan. We're going to try to get as competitive with the rate as possible and keep the fees as low as we can uh, while we still you know, provide the yield that we're obligated to return to our investors. Um, but I like the idea of doing the, uh, this loan. But the, and the risk we take and, and why so many companies say no is that one of the uh, uh, many regulations of Dodd-Frank is that you're not allowed to make uh, an equity loan on an owner-occupied property uh, for a consumer purpose. And that's what this is right now. Unless the borrower can demonstrate the ability to afford the monthly payments. Well, they can't. They can't. They don't have the income, but they have the equity. So it's an unintended consequence of Dodd-Frank. I don't know if it'll be reversed. Uh, You know, Trump is talking about unwinding many aspects of Dodd-Frank. I don't know how granular it's going to get, whether they're actually going to get down and do that. Anyway, that's uh, so so the the point of it is, and and if you know someone who has equity in their home uh, and has been turned down by other lenders, uh, you know, you need to refer them to Pacific Private Money because we are looking for, again, holistic ways of looking at uh, 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 loan situations where a family's been turned down, uh, no thanks to all these new lending restrictions. But for more information, you know, check us out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. We always look for creative ways to serve our clients. And uh, granular, that's the uh, word for today. <laughs> We've heard that a couple times today. One N, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to, before we cut to our break, Mark, uh, really quickly, what, uh, tell us how, what your the yield is on your fund. So the Pacific Private Money Fund uh, is currently paying right around 7.5% 
on a monthly distributed basis. Now, that's annualized, of course. We pay out every month, uh, and you can take distributions, or you can choose to let those distributions compound. So you can be a growth investor or an income investor. Give us a call or check us out, of course, at our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. And what I love is Mark pays more in a month than most banks do in a year. All right, stay with us. Uh, When the best investing comes back, we'll have some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Ed Diaz. Uh, Ed, what is our, our tip of the day? So tip of the day, as you all know, inventory is very, very low right now in the whole Bay Area. So here's the tip of the day. Make sure that when you get approved, you have a fully underwritten approval and that you can close in 21 days or less. We happen to be able to do it in two weeks, but I'm just saying 21 days or less is critical because there's going to be a lot of offers on every property you see. So terms matter even more today. I would say even more than rate. Good point. Good point. Um, And Ed, before, yeah, you can give, your information. give out your information in case people have questions about mortgages. Yeah, you can reach me at 415-302-7613 or ed.diaz with a Z at movement.com. Very good. That stands for Movement Mortgage. All right. Uh, Mark, really quickly, um, can you give us, like, how do people get out of your fund if, the let's say, they're in it, they're enjoying their yield, but then they need their money back? So we've got a few more minutes here. We're going to wrap up the show, talk a little bit more about um, our mortgage pool fund. Uh, that is the Pacific Private Money Fund. Uh, great name. Very, very constrained. <laughs> it's like, obvious name, the Pacific Private Money Loans and the Pacific Private Money Fund. So how do people get out of our fund? So, you know, one of the knocks on mortgage pool funds is that it's not considered a liquid investment and that, uh, you know, how do you get out of these um, these funds? And so the way we designed the Pacific Private Money Fund was that we really wanted to take advantage of a certain niche loan demand where the borrowers don't want a prepayment penalty. And why that's even relevant is, so Pacific Private Money was founded in 2008. I've been doing hard money loans for 10 years since 2007. And most companies get started in private lending by using uh, capital from individual private investors, not from funds or pools or from credit facilities. I mean, basically, private individuals many of whom might be real estate professionals who understand real estate, and they like to make investments that are essentially loans secured by real estate. And when I got into the business, it was quite common that my investors would say, I'm only interested in investing in a loan that has a minimum uh, promise to pay at least six months of interest. In other words, in lieu of a prepayment penalty, it would be they promise to make at least six months worth of interest. And if they pay it off in three months, they're going to owe the other three months. So, gotcha. um, And in fact, that actually is still common today. When you apply for a loan with a private money broker, you need to ask them about prepayment penalties. And many of them will say, well, you know, my investors require, you know, a four to six month minimum interest guarantee. That's, that's still, you know, pretty common today. The nice thing about having a fund is that because of the way the fund's income is structured, we put all the interest 
uh, of the notes that we write in the fund, but we also share the origination fees that we charge borrowers with the fund. That way, if we make a loan that pays off quickly, it's still beneficial to the fund. They call that, uh, you know, how many times do you turn the money in a fund? So if we take that, you know, $25 million and we turn it two, even three times, um, we can boost the yield that we pay our investors above the note rate because of the origination fees we share with the fund. And I know, again, this is getting granular, that's <laughs> the word here, but, it, but it's important. So, so how does that affect liquidity? Well, so... A lot of these people who we serve today, uh, people buying homes using our bridge loan product, they might want to pay us back like really fast. Yeah. Sometimes six days, yeah. six weeks. They don't want a prepayment penalty. So our loan programs through our fund all contain no prepayment penalty. You can pay us back as quickly as you want. You're just borrowing the money. You're renting the money for a short term. Money dating. That's what we do <laughs> at Pacific Private Money. So so our fund is designed to be liquid. So uh, if you're looking for liquidity in a mortgage pool fund with high yields, check us out. Call us for more information at 415-883-2150, PacificPrivateMoney.com. Okay. I, I just I'm itching over here just to say something. I wanted to give you kudos, Mark, because you know I'm in what I call the vanilla lending, yeah. and I will say we all know that life isn't so black and white. There are gray areas, and I've referred a lot of people over to you, and you've done such a phenomenal job. Thank you. Ed. In those, especially in those situations where, like you mentioned, there's health care or situations that we as as vanilla lenders are just not going to lend. It's a huge service to society. Thank, to do. thank you very much, Ed. Okay, thoughts for the day. Frank Gifford said, gray skies are just clouds passing over. And Bob Lemon said, the two most important things in life are good friends and a strong bullpen. Tune in next week to the Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.